BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello? Hey, man, what's your name? Uh, my name's Walter. I'm Walter? Uh, yeah, I'm a 29-year-old male living in northern Idaho. A 29-year-old male living in northern Idaho. Hot, very hot. Um... What's up, man? How's it going? What do you want to talk about today? Well, I just uh, I just wanted to tell a little bit of my story. Um, started using drugs around about the age of 12 and had some pretty crazy times and got really, really bad. But I had an awakening. I was probably about 20 years old and I was at this house and the best room that they had to offer me was a room full of dog shit and dog piss and it was like the middle of winter and there was no heating and cold air was like hitting me on the face. And I was like laying there high and I was just like, oh yeah, this isn't so bad. And then I stayed up for about seven days and had a really intense um, hallucination where I argued with this large creature on the side of a wall. And that night I decided that I was completely done um, got sober within three months I went to college and now I'm working on my master's degree um, trying to become a professor so I guess I just wanted to you know share with people that you know it's not impossible to do what you want and you're never too late so tell me more about this large creature what kind of creature was it hmm yeah so I did a lot of research into that because um, I look at life from a lot of different perspectives, and the closest thing I could come to was um, Carl Jung, a uh, uh, German psychologist. He talked about um, something called the dark night of the soul, and it's something that everybody has inside of them, and that at one point in time, you have to confront this dark night of the soul and uh, befriend it, essentially, because... It's not really there to scare you, but it's there to help you. And you just have to learn how to interact with it. So I kind of took that away from that interaction, and I've been living with that ever since. So Interesting. So your dark, the dark night of the soul for you mm-hmm. manifested itself uh, as a creature on yeah. your wall that you argued with. Yeah, it was, you know, it was desperately trying to tell me. So the dark night of the soul is your subconscious. So my dark night of the soul was telling me that, hey, you know, this is, this has gone so very far. And he's like, you, you, know, you just, you need to stop. Like, you're going to die very, very soon if you don't. And I almost died two or three times way before this, and I still didn't wake up. So that's kind of what it had to come to, I guess. Now, the dark night of the soul, once you make peace with it, does it go away or do you, um, you know, nine years later still make uh, uh, stay in contact with the dark night of your soul? Yeah, I know. I've definitely made peace with it over time. Um, the only trouble that I have sometimes is I take some medication for PTSD and if I get a lack of sleep and I'm very stressed, um, I'll tend to see the figure kind of darting through corridors or past doorways or or I'll think I'll see it standing in the corner of a room and it's kind of you know it's kind of there to tell me like hey you know you're you're headed in this direction again maybe you should stop (laughs) 
So this is interesting, because, all right, when I think of the dark night of the soul and a creature on your wall, it sounds like you and this creature, like, I, I guess I thought, I think of, like, a, a nefarious being, but it sounds to mm. me like uh, this creature is like, you guys are, I'll say, it sounds like you guys are maybe frenemies. You're frenemies with the dark night of your soul. Well, Carl Jung says that everybody has this inside of them. It's something that we all must face at some time, and everybody's night looks different. You know, somebody might have an eating disorder or has trouble buying too many Pokemon cards or really loves McDonald's or whatever, you know? Um, it doesn't have to be as extreme as, you know, being a drug addict. So mm -hmm. That would be crazy if the dark night of your soul was Mewtwo and he had to tell you to stop buying Mewtwo Pokemon cards. Um, so, hmm. So, so do you still, so when you take medication for your PTSD, occasionally the hallucinations will, will pop back up. That is correct. Yeah. And is that distressing yeah. for you or is that a kind of reminder for you? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I definitely feel like I crawled so dark and deep into a place that I almost see it as like a scar mm -hmm. and something that I have to live, live with for the rest of my life, possibly. So. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. All right. So I, I want to hear this because, you know, you said you wanted to come on and, and talk about this stuff uh, sort of as a way of, of letting people know that, you know, you, you can never be too far gone, which I actually I think is a really great takeaway. Um, so tell me, you're 20, you're sleeping in dog piss, you have an argument with a creature on your wall, and you wake up the next morning and you go, okay, I'm done, I'm turning my life around. What's the first couple days of that look like for you? Um, my mother let me come back to my, to my childhood house, and I stayed in my room. And the first two days, I had these really nasty hallucinations that I would see in the glass and in the glass that covered my light bulb. And I saw like people dancing and pointing at me and laughing. And I guess some, at some point in time, I got a hold of a pair of toenail clippers. And I didn't realize it, but I just kept clipping my toenails over and over and over again and essentially mutilated my toes. And after about a week, that kind of died down and then couple weeks in, I was able to kind of function, essentially. My brain chemistry was pretty out of whack, so. Mm -hmm. And I guess, what would you say it was the turning point for you? When was, you know, it sounded like things had to get a little crazy before they got better, right? What would you say yeah. is the day or the moment or even even if there's not a day or a moment and, and you know, as it typically is a, a gradual process of, of ups and downs but do, do you have something that you point to as like okay I, this is this is where we start to go on a on a more positive track um yeah it was just i think i think it was just accumulation over time of just a loss of control um i really felt that i had absolutely no control over my thoughts or my actions or um whatever direction I was taking in life and I think it just built up over time you know like I said earlier I even almost died once in front of my mother and then once with another person in a car accident and I was still like ah no this is this is okay you know I'm still mm -hmm. living a pretty good life mm -hmm. so yeah so it's kind of interesting I think yeah I think I don't know I think I've always believed in some sort of supernatural and I want to believe that it's out there and trying to help us. So I don't know if I was just disregarding everybody else in my life. And now that I've made some sort of contact with an entity that I've been looking for, or, you know, hoping would be real. It's like, I wish aliens were real. I wish they would just land already or something stupid like that. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've just always been a person that I'm ready for the world to be shooken up like i don't believe in splatter but if it's flat that would be pretty cool so <laughs> you said if the world were to splat that would be cool no if the world was flat oh if the world was flat yeah you ever yeah. think about that like do you does any what is there any part of your brain that would accept that that idea that oh. the earth is flat 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you, think, if you look back in time, you know, people used to think that the world was the center of the universe, and the people who said that wasn't true, or said that wasn't true, you know, they were prosecuted, and some of them were killed. Um, I don't know if the world is flat, but if it is, I'm like, hell yeah, you know, fucking 2024 will be crazy. I'm with no, no, I'm with you on that. I think it's always. I think no matter what, it's it's good to keep an open mind. I think it's good to keep an open mind to facts. Oh, now I sound like one of those podcasters. I think it's <laughs> good to keep an open mind to facts. You know, if someone tells you the sky is blue, it, it could be orange. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I, I want to know this. Um, how how long have you been clean for? Um, I'm 29, so it's been eight years. Nice, man. Yeah. Tell me some of the things that uh, fill your life in the uh, places that, that drugs used to. Oh, I uh, I fell deeply into uh, making art. So I'm becoming a, uh, a professor of fine arts and painting. And I spent, I spent thousands and thousands of hours drawing and painting and making collages and sculptures and printmaking and ceramics. And I just, I let it consume me. Um, when I met my wife, I told her that I, uh, I had a second girlfriend and she laughed at me and I, and I told her that her name was Art. And probably over time, she learned that that was very true. <laughs> um, ooh, have you ever, I would love to see this if you have, uh, have you ever painted the night of you arguing with the creature? Uh, no, I've uh, I've always been very afraid to. Interesting. Yeah. I've made a lot of I've made a lot of paintings and a, and some very dark ones, but uh, no, I've never been able to paint that. Can I ask why? Yeah. Um, I come off as like a pretty normal guy. Like I I'm, I'm a very typical looking like Idaho guy. Like I wear cowboy boots. I have beard. I wear short hair, jeans, you know. Um, but there's this whole other side to me that um, I guess I just don't really feel like sharing with a lot of people because I just I don't I don't think that they'll understand, and I don't really want to take that time to explain. Interesting. So you feel like that painting it would be a bit too personal for you to have out there in the world? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's just well, it's just like. Would it catch any traction? I mean, maybe, you know, but I mean, there's been lots of different types of art where people have some sort of spooky creature on the wall or behind them and it's been done for thousands of years. So it's just kind of like a moment for myself, I guess, that I don't really have to manifest in some sort of physical form. See, I'm only asking because when you say that you're arguing with a creature on your wall, I'm trying to imagine what creature mm. it is and maybe i'm maybe i'm biased to this but i am imagining it as a giant lizard oh that's very interesting that you say that um well the re i'm glad you said that because uh yeah it it, it takes on uh a, a part of it is a lizard or a dragon or whatever you want to call it and um yeah there's i mean there's many reasons for that but that would take an hour i to explain all that, so but, mm. yeah, there, your your intuition is correct. Mm. I specifically imagine it looking like Rango. Have you ever seen the movie Rango? <laughs> no, not quite like Rango. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a lot more, well, a lot more comic relief if it was. <laughs> so you have a tell me about your family now. Are you still close with your mom and your dad? Um. I'm close with my mother. Um, I met my father last year for the first time, and I spent the two month, last two months of his life with him. So, wow. Yeah. You met and him. And I have. Sorry. You met ahead. him. Uh, you met him when he was dying. That is correct. He reached out to me, and uh, I got to meet him, and I, I looked exactly like him, and we had the same exact likes. So. There's definitely that nature over nurture thing. It was mm -hmm. kind of interesting to see because I definitely was a lot like him. How did you feel when he reached out to you? Um, I was very upset initially. Um, yeah, I was, I was very angry and I wanted to say 
a lot of mean things, but by the time I got there, those kind of all dissipated after seeing him. And, you know, he was, he was very sick. So. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like um, you had a significant shift in perspective after spending those last two months with him? And if so, how would you describe that shift? Yeah, the biggest shift in perspective, I would say, is that, you know, um, my mother, who raised me, uh, essentially fed me a narrative for very long, and uh, I got to see the other side of that narrative and kind of saw where things overlapped and where things didn't. And um, so now my relationship with my mother is slightly different, um, not in a negative way, but uh, I, I approach her in a much more mature manner, I guess. You were saying, and I, I cut you off because I wanted to ask you more about your father, but you were saying your mother, your father, and there was something else you were going to say, I believe. Oh, yeah. I just had my, well, I had my father. I had my mother and my sister and my grandmother. That's the only family that I have. Mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's the deal with the sister and the grandma? Are you close with them? Um, my grandmother is from, she's from old world Austria, so... Um, she has a very particular view on the world that's not, uh, not liked by most. <laughs> and, um, uh, my sister, she's, uh, she's whatever. She has a lot going on too. She has a lot of psychological issues, but, uh, yeah. And then my mother, she's a psychologist out of all the things. <laughs> hmm. Your mother's a psychologist. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. When you when you were a kid when you were twenty when you were twenty and you um, said to her that you were arguing with a creature on your wall, what did she say to you? I guess did she have a psychologist point of view on that? No, because I've been I've been saying wild things to her ever since I was very very young. Um, it started when I was about. About like six or seven, I used to not sleep at nighttime, and I would stay up all night long, and I was just terrified. And I would go downstairs in the middle of the night, and I would look in a mirror, and I would touch my face because I couldn't understand what I was, and I didn't, I didn't know what I was looking at. So I tried to express that to my mom as a child, and she didn't really understand. And as I got older, just more weird things started happening and I just kind of became more withdrawn. Mm. So how long have you been with your girlfriend for? Um, well, we're married now. I've been with her for five and a half years. Oh, you're married. Oh, so she's your wife. Yeah, she, we got married a year and a half ago. Yeah. Oh, mazel tov. Thank you very much. Did you invite the lizard creature to the wedding? <laughs> I don't have to invite him. He's, he's always with me. <laughs> he, I bet he would give a hell of a best man speech. He probably would. He's definitely seen me um, when most people haven't. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I just hope my want. wife never has to meet him. Um, are you guys? Are you guys planning on having kids or anything like that? Like, what's what is your what is your plan for the future? Yeah, we would love to have kids, but unfortunately, my wife can't have kids. Um, mm -hmm. And so we have to look at the idea of adoption, which cool. uh, will probably happen in the near future. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you're you are currently a professor of fine art. No, I'm I'm getting close. I'm I'm completing my master's degree right now. And then the next step is professor. Now, when people take your class, say I'm a bright-eyed. Uh, soft-tongued art student boy and I come mm -hmm. into your class uh, my brain ready to soak in your wisdom what would you say is the the ideology or main idea or thesis that you want to install into people through your teaching of the of the arts Mm, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, I, 
I want to say it in a few words as possible because I could definitely ramble, but the basics of it would be to, you know, explore many, many different perspectives, even ones that might bother you in some way or form, but also to remember that you're human and to be humbled by that experience. So no matter what sort of fame or recognition you get, to kind of grasp the idea that this moment is a blip in time and that we're here for everyone around us and just not ourselves. Mm. I like that, man. Um, Thank you. Mm. What Do you have any art projects coming up on a personal level that, that you're excited about, that you want to talk about or, or yeah, anything like that? Yeah, so I'm currently painting a bunch of landscapes with really pretty clouds at sunset time for a gallery in southern Idaho. Very nice. Hmm. Yeah. You, you know, I'm actually, yeah. I'm seeing a few questions in the chat. A few people in the chat want to want to talk to you about this. Does, does anyone in the chat have any questions? I see one off the bat uh, in chat. You can feel free to ask some questions. I'll pick some. But somebody says, hey, Gek, can you ask how this guy keeps going despite his struggles? Yeah, that's a really tough one. I think my my curiosity of being alive outweighs my fear of the unknown. Um, I have to stop myself sometimes because I'll have an existential crisis about every five minutes. Just looking at the profoundness of everything, uh, it can be very overwhelming from, you know, a door to a cat to a person to quantum physics and SpaceX and you know it just you know it just snowballs from there but I'm I'm an extremely curious person very very curious mm. yeah I feel like if you're making art you got to stay curious or else you'll just uh you know pump it out like it's content do you do you ever look exactly. at your art as content yeah so the clouds and sunsets that I'm making I call it prairie porn because everybody in Idaho, everybody in Idaho likes fields and sunsets and barns. So, yeah, it sells really well. <laughs> um, somebody says, question, I am 22 and I have a very similar lived experience. I am in Idaho as well. And I wonder if it's good for our mental health. I don't know if that's I don't actually think that's a I think the. I don't know if that's a question. I think the question might be. <laughs> Is living in Idaho good for your mental health? Oh, um, yeah, I absolutely love living in Idaho. I, I hunt and I fish and I forage for the different berries and plums and apples throughout the time of the year. And it's, it's a very grounding experience uh, for people who suffer from anxiety or PTSD or depression. Um, nature has a very healing quality. I like that because I would have thought that moving to Idaho, and I, I'm sorry, but I, I would have initially thought that moving to Idaho would be the cause of depression, but now I'm mm. glad to hear that it is it has cured your depression. That actually is a really cool life that you're living, man. You're fucking foraging for berries and hunting barefoot <laughs> and doing that. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I wish, uh, I wish I could do all that stuff. Well, I mean, I guess the things that I'm doing are just are what's accessible to me. So depending on your your geographical placement, you know, everybody has different accessibilities. You know, whether you live in a city or a small town or next to the ocean or in the desert, you know, everybody has something unique that they can interact with. It's also, I think, Idaho's where Napoleon Dynamite was filmed. So that's that, is that correct. My, Yeah, my painting professor was from that town. <laughs> All right, we've got one more. Who are the people who inspire you the most? Mm. I would say uh, Leonardo da Vinci, um, Carl Jung, uh, J.F. Kennedy, Albert Einstein, Salvador Dali, Martin Luther King Jr., and maybe my mother. That's sweet, man. That's really sweet. Um, 
You know, okay, I have I have a final question, and if you're not comfortable with this, that's totally fine. But um, I appreciate you telling your story. I think you're a pretty cool guy, and I personally would love to uh, check out some of your your paintings and some of your work. Do you have a a website or an Instagram or anything where like people who who heard this and think that and also think that you're a cool guy and want to hear want to see your stuff? Anything that we can check out? Yeah, I do have a website. Um, so it's josephjarosskyart.com, J-O-S-E-F-J-A-R-O-S-K-I-Art.com. Great. Do you, is, that, is that your Instagram too? Uh, most, I feel like websites, I mainly, I'm, do, you, do you Instagram at all? No, I, 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 I shy away from social media. You know what? That's for the best. That's for the best. There's uh, <laughs> there are a lot of dark nights on social media to avoid. Um, yeah. Give me that. Give me that. What? Spell that out for me one more time. Oh yeah. So it's Joseph J O S E F J A R O S K I Art dot com. Joseph Jaroski Art dot com. Beautiful, Joseph. Thank you very, very much. I'm sorry I doxed you. I know you started this as Walter, but um, I hope that's is that cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gek. I, I I appreciate this. It's uh, it's been a very profound experience. That I'll add to the list of the rest of them. Anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Um, remember to love yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Walter. Have a good rest of the night. You too. Bye. Um, leaving that. That was really cool. I really enjoyed. Uh, talking to that guy. What that, that honestly, that was one of my favorite um, conversations I've had on this podcast in a, in a long time. That guy was super cool, super humble. I'm excited to check out his paintings, uh, folks. If you're listening to this, go check out his paintings. I'm I I, I haven't. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look myself once I'm once I'm out of here recording this. But um, yeah, that was a great story. I like I I I do love the uh, general message that you aren't you you can never ever be too far gone. That you cannot return to a, a place of, 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 you know, prosperity in life and uh, uh, personal achievement and all that stuff, no matter how much dog piss you're lying in. So, shout out to Walter for being the living proof of that. And uh, also shout out to Walter for giving me a new personal goal, which is to be the creature on somebody's wall that they are arguing with during an episode. So if anyone is uh, looking for uh, scary lizards to haunt their dreams, please reach out to me. Hey folks, this is Lyle. I am very excited to announce that I am going back on tour in 2024 to do Therapy Gecko Live all across the country. If you've never been to one of my live shows before, they're basically like giant group gecko therapy sessions where people from the audience come on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do right here on the podcast. Plus, I mix in a few stories and presentations and little tidbits from my own life. Tickets are available right now at therapygeckotour.com. Or you can find the link in the episode description. I'm announcing many more cities in the second half of the year, but right now, tickets are on sale for Phoenix, Arizona, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis, Missouri, Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Syracuse, New York, Albany, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, Las Vegas, Nevada, Salt Lake City, Utah. Nashville, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, San Jose, California, San Francisco, California, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. And you can get tickets for all of those cities at TherapyGeckoTour.com. If you didn't hear me say your city, you can still go to the link and hit the RSVP button to get notified for when I do come to your city in the second half of the year. This is my third tour so far, and I think it's going to be sick. So I hope to see you there. Thanks. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? What's your name? John. John, what's up? What's going on? What's up, man? You know, just, uh... Just living. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I really just want to talk about how <clears throat> I'm really addicted to uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Just can't ever stop watching it every single night, every single day. Probably jerk off three times a day. Holy shit, is three times a day addicted? Well, three is a, a short day. I'm uh oh, I mean uh you know I've had I've had several um, three timer days uh, myself. So I guess uh, does that make you addicted? Well, I mean <clears throat> I don't know if you would put it addicted. I mean three times a day, four, sometimes five. Okay. Um, you know. Here's what I've found is I typically typically uh, when I'm jerking off three times a day, it's because uh, I'm not doing anything. You know, like what do you, what do you do all day? Because if you got the, the trick. The trick is to live a life where you don't have time to jerk off three times a day, or like you know, you go to work at a coffee shop or something. Because then you can't. Ju- well, I guess you theoretically can, but you'd get arrested. Right, right. It's not like I'm I'm lazy. I have a job. I uh, I go to the gym every day, and I just still find time at work on my break in the bathroom. Um, after that, I'll go if I'm at a restaurant for more than an hour. I'll go to the bathroom in a restaurant. Um, yeah, it's it's not just at home and at home as well. I mean, every night. Are you excusing yourself from like family dinners to go jerk off? Yeah, okay. every once in a while. So let's get. All right, why do you think you're doing this? Well, I don't have a girlfriend, and I think even if I did, even when I did, I would still jerk off multiple times a day. Okay. And <clears throat> no matter if I had sex or not, it was just. The dopamine release is just too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you stressed? Um, stressed? Uh, everyone's, everyone's stressed, right? Yeah, sure. I just want to find a way to slow down or limit myself from four to five times a day to maybe one or less. You're addicted to the dopamine release. Well, okay, so it's funny, right? Because this is a problem. I've started to learn this. Like, um, I've been listening to uh, this guy, Andrew Huberman. 
and um, he really makes my podcast look like a, a, a first grader made it. Because your problem, it could actually be solved through like the scientific method, and someone could explain here's why you're chasing this dopamine release, and uh, you know, here's ways to fulfill your desires uh, with less, um, as you classify, destructive behavior. Uh, I don't know how to do any of that stuff because I'm a gecko, but we can try. What does anything give you the same feeling? What like what releases positive feelings and dopamine in your brain for you? Uh, accomplishing hard tasks probably is number one. Doing things I don't want to do after you do them, of course, you feel so good about it. And with jerking off, it's the fastest and easiest way possible. That's why I do it so often. Ah, I know, right? I know. It's like the classic thing of any time. If I have like a difficult task to do or like a difficult day ahead of me, I mean, that's it, right? Is you want to just, you want to find the fastest way to release the, the good chemicals in your brain and that's what does it. Mm, exactly. So, but, uh, I mean, that's just another like a way that we gotta, we gotta overcome, no pun intended, we gotta overcome our tendency to overcome. Well, what uh, what advice would you give to stop or slow down? Oh, Jesus, man. Because um, it's not think? even porn sometimes. I can just go in the bathroom. If I'm at a restaurant, it'll be listening to the guy in the urinal next to me. And, uh, you know, they notice, but I just can't stop. Well, that's the thing, right? Is I, this is more? This is this is a difficult one because if, for me, I like I like I said, I find that uh, the more busy I am, the less I'm jerking off. So I'm trying to find more ways to be busy. But it sounds like to you, even when you are busy, you will excuse yourself from your busyness exactly. to go jerk exactly. off. So it's like a compulsion. Being busy isn't a problem. Yeah, it's just the the compulsion of two hours have gone by and it's edging at me, literally edging. Yeah, but I don't edge. I bust every time. Very cool. Um, do you have a therapist? Do you have a real one? Oh uh, no, no, I don't. I'm curious what they would have to say about this. I mean, I this is such a platitude, but like, you, I would fire you. I, I, I mean, look up online, right? There's got to be something. There's got to be some chemicals going on in your brain that just need f- quick monkey hits of of dopamine that you just aren't getting. I mean, all right, let me all right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you some questions. When you're at a restaurant. Okay. And you're going to go jerk off. Who are you with? What's what? what set, set the scene for me. Set the scene right before okay. you excuse yourself to the bathroom. Okay, okay. The most recent time, uh, three days ago, I had dinner with my grandparents. <laughs> we were sitting there. <laughs> we were sitting there about 10, 20 minutes in. Food hasn't came out yet. I'm sitting there. They, you know, grandparents, man, no matter what you say, it's just so boring. So um, I'm waiting. I think, well, before my food comes out, I can go get a bust in. Okay. So this is a dinner that you're excusing yourself from to go jerk off because the dinner is not particularly engaging to you. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say that that doesn't count. Um. That doesn't count as an engaging activity. It definitely counts as uh, as jerking off. Okay, and then you, what else are you? You're at work, right? And I assume that you're at work. Right. I don't know if you like your job or not. Do you like your job? Oh uh, no, it's it's very boring. Okay, so you're bored. So you're jerking off because of you're bored. You're not. Work. You're busy with plenty like bullshit. Of time at work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're busy. So you're you. What I am hearing from you is that you your life as it is is not particularly stimulating hanging out with your grandparents and going to this job that you hate. So in order to get dopamine, in order to get stimulation, you you, you jerk off five times a day. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds pretty right. All right. So the question is, this is no small question to answer, and uh, it, it is the question. It's how do you find, how do you create a life that is more stimulating for yourself so that you're not jacking off every five seconds? Well, I could uh, find a job that I enjoy better and like going to, but I still think I would excuse myself and find, even create time for jerking off. 
Yeah, but you don't. But that's the thing, though, is that you you can find uh, replacements for jerking off. Like, do you know what the flow state is? Uh, no. The flow state is like the uh, the state of mind when you're like doing an activity, and that could be like working or having a conversation or playing a sport or anything like that, where you are fully engrossed in the activity. Right, you're not thinking about anything else. You are fully present and where you are. Right. Right. Do you have anything in your life that gets you into that place where you're you're really present? Only thing I'm present in is jerking off. Jerking off. Yeah. So, um, well, that's what we got to do. I guess we got to find something for you to that gets you as uh, in the present. And that's what we want. That's why orgasm feels so good. That's what all we want. All we want is to be in the present. Whether it's with people or with heroin or with a sandwich or with jerking off. All we want, all we want as people is to just feel like we're actually fucking here and we're not depressed about the past or anxious about the future. We're fucking here, whether it's because we're orgasming or or because when you're having lunch with your with your grandparents, your head is in the clouds. You're not here. You're in fucking space. And so to get your head back down to earth, you you jack off because you're in you're there. So so we just gotta find like what what's gonna get you back on planet fucking Earth, right? What's gonna make you feel like you're here? And that could be hanging out with people who are more interesting than your grandparents, so that you know. <laughs> People who don't literally bore you so much that you need to go jack off. Um, or a job that doesn't bore you enough that you have to go jack off. Just like, what's going to... And I don't know, we're not going to answer this on the phone call unless if you have ideas. But that's that's the, that's the my diagnosis to you. Is find something that gets your head on the planet. You know, that's why, that's why you're jerking off so much. is because it makes you feel here and present. You know that's why that's why when that's why I jerk off when I when I get anxious is because it ta- it takes my brain away from the future and away from the past and right goddamn here in the orgasm and that's why I, I eat stuff that that that's bad for you is because it, it takes your brain right away just just in the present so what what will get your brain in the present I don't know but there are things and hopefully you can figure them out I hope so as well. What's what kind of porn do you watch? No, we don't answer that. What's your name again, John? John. John, uh, was this conversation of any marginal help to you? It could have helped. Um, <laughs> I feel, why do I feel like you jacked off during the whole time while I was talking to you? <clears throat> don't play this game with. All right. Anyway, all right, uh, John. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? What do I say to the people of the computer? Um, jack off less, and uh, that's about it. I think I was edging the entire call. So Get the uh, fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. All right, thanks, John. God bless you. Hey, folks. This episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. 
Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Hello. Hi there. What's your Mr. name? Gek? Yes. Hi, Gek. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm actually shocked that you uh, called me. This is my first day trying to call, but I have been listening to you for a while now. Um, I started listening listening on um, like Apple Podcasts, but now I downloaded uh, Twitch just oh, to listen cool. to your podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for being here thanks for um you know look you didn't have to download all that crap and you did and that's 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 pretty cool um so i'm gonna call you um i'm gonna call you jessica that's a fun name that's my dog's it's my old dog's name she's dead she's been dead for a while she's not coming back um, but you're alive, and your name is Jessica, as, as, uh, in terms of this conversation. So, Jessica, what would you like to talk about today? Okay, well, what I texted you about was um, I work at a place um, that's pretty, pretty competitive place to work at, and it's a lot of opportunity for growth at the place that I work at. Um, I did meet a guy while working here and uh, we've been going out for a little over a year. Um, I've worked here for almost two years. Uh, and when we first got together, sorry, I'm, I'm nervous. Um, when we first Take got together um, here at work, which is a terrible idea. Don't ever date anyone you work with ever. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a bad idea, but mm -hmm. um he did he was doing really really well here you know like he had just gotten a promotion and he was like really proud of himself and the job he did you know um and since we started dating it seems like he's gotten um you know like maybe kind of worse at his job or just not happy doing his job that he's doing anymore um and i've done very well like we just we just got our like evaluations you know and i did fairly well and he like buffed the whole year basically is what they said uh and he'd worked here for longer than me so i feel extremely bad but you know and he also kind of like hates on me sometimes when i when he does see me doing well and it's like very frustrating i don't know what to do you know what is this job um, I have a, uh, I can't really say cause I find paperwork saying that I wouldn't say, but it's not like as crazy as you think it's, a. Uh, it actually, the place I work at sponsors this, um, your show. If that gives you a slight hint. You work at a place that sponsors my show. Well, it's like one of the ads, you know? Oh, okay. I don't all right, know. Well, I, I don't know. All right, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say it unless if they're giving both of us a bunch of money. So I won't yeah, guess. Yeah, literally. But um, anyway. Uh, okay, but anyway, so I mean, so your boyfriend, you... Okay, well, in the text that you sent me, it said you have survivor's guilt. What does that mean? What do you... you did your boyfriend get fired? No, uh, but they've, like, told him multiple times, like, if you don't fix your attitude, uh, you know, like, they've written him up and stuff, so... It oh. seems like that's the way that it's headed for him, you know? And they're like, meanwhile, they're telling me, like, oh, you know, you should 
try for a growth opportunity. You should interview for this and interview for that. And, so wait, 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 wait. You know. but, but so, so Jessica, Jessica, I, I guess what I don't understand is what does this have to do with you? Um, that I feel guilty and he constantly hates on me when I do good at work. And so it's like, it's frustrating because we're extremely compatible outside of work, I feel. But then when it comes to work, he's just like a fucking hater. You said he hate. Okay, he said he hates on you. How does that manifest? In what way does he hate on you? Does he like? Does he denigrate you? Does he like downplay your accomplishments? Um, no, never downplays my accomplishments. He's always like, he's always. It's just like, uh, like passive aggressive blows. You know what I mean? Like I got a, a shout out for something the other day, and he just became like. Uh, he just like got quiet and like weird about it, and then later in the day he was like, oh. Like, you know our management team so well. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay, like, he just, like, I, accuses me of being best friends with them and, like, being, like, a suck-up or whatever, you know? Um, uh, okay, so this, this, this doesn't really... Look, this, I don't think this has much to do with the fact that you work with this guy. Did, and, and also, by the way, if this guy, if this guy sucks at his job, that's not your fault. You know what I mean? It's his, it's his fucking... It's not your fault that this guy sucks at his job. Um, yeah. Regardless of the fact... Even whether whether you work at the same job or not, it's like if you feel like this guy is like resentful of you for being more successful than he mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's... Yeah, I mean, I would say that that's probably not... Uh, and I, I will add... I will add, he works like much closer to our management than I do. Um, okay, that doesn't so, that doesn't you know, mean anything though. That I don't I don't care about that. This is like has nothing to do with you. The fact that you guys work together. This is he could work at the fucking Arby's and you could work at the Taco Bell, and it doesn't this does that doesn't matter. This is this is more simple than that. Yeah. You know, is is this the question of in your relationship with this person, do you feel as though um, he is is resent? Just it doesn't matter that you work at the same place or not. He's he's you, when you're like excited and happy about things, he's he's resentful towards you. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess I never really looked at it like that, like how it would be if we didn't work at the same place and he acted like this. You know. I just, okay. uh, I've only ever looked at it from the position that we're in, I suppose. You're you're 22, right? Yeah. How old's he? 24. All right. I feel like, um, all right, you, I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to do some fake therapy? Let's do some fake therapy. Uh, yeah. I mean, doing that, it's, it's. And again, you also I don't I don't want to shit too much on this guy or even on shit on him at all because to be honest, uh, you keep mentioning these things that are passive aggressive and and I don't really feel like I've gotten a concrete example of anything that he's done that I guess rubs me the wrong way. But if if that's how you feel, you know that's how you feel. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 he's doing this stuff, it's it's indicative of like his own like insecurity. Which I'm um, and 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 security and inse- dealing with insecurity is just something we all gotta fucking do. Whether, um, you know, and if we, it would, so and that's his cross to bear, you know, and that's we all deal with insecurity and imposter syndrome and all these things, um, and so, uh, you know, ideally this guy figures out his own ways of dealing with his insecurity and, um ways in which he can feel better about himself so that he's not, you know, taking it out on uh, other people. That's for his therapy gecko call. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, it definitely comes across to me as, like, jealousy or insecurity. You know, and I don't know, I guess, uh, like I said, we're like pretty compatible outside of work. Like it's all good, you know. So I don't know if like there's a better way I could be supporting him where he feels like, you know, I think he almost have feels you, like I'm Have like, you, Jess, have you had a conversation with him about any of this? Multiple. Okay, well, how do those go? 
he just says, you know, he admits like his fault and how he acts about it. And he just says that um, it's a hard situation for him and that, uh, and it is, you know, like I said, he was becoming successful here before I okay. started and I don't. Okay. Well, how, tell me, how does the conversation go? Um, usually it'll start with like, cause we work fairly like close to one another. So it'll start with like him seeing like interactions that I have with our, with our bosses. So, uh, you know, like I said, he makes jabs. So I'll tell him like, oh yeah, I got, you know, a shout out. Hold on, Jess, 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 before you go any further, I, I just, if you could focus with me for just a second. When you say to him, hey man, I kind of feel like you're jabbing at me anytime I'm, you know, telling you about a success at work and I kind of feel like uh, uh, there's a problem there and I'm express, I'm going to express to you these problems that I have that I've been expressing on this phone call. When you look into his eyes and you say that to him, what does he say? Uh, he says he's sorry. Okay. And doesn't Do you... hit fault. Okay. Is that is that good enough for you? Um, I mean, it could be if it didn't continue to happen, you know. But it just seems kind of like a a continuous thing that happens. So it's like, how many times can we have the same conversation about it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he needs to get a new job. Maybe he should get, uh, here's what, here's what we'll do is he should get a, he should get a different job. And then that company can also give me money to talk about them on this podcast. And that way I win no matter what. Yeah. Um, I've told him, you know, like you, you need to, I've even looked for another job because I wanted to get out of the situation that we've, we've gotten into, you know, um, I was unsuccessful in my search, you know, cause I have a good job here and I don't want to give it up for, uh, a job that would be less beneficial to me than this one is. So he's talked about him being the one to find a new job, um, he said things like, "Oh, I'm going to have my resume re- remade okay. by the weekend," and okay, never does. Good. So. good. Well, and it, look, um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave you with this, Jess. Uh, I I I don't, and I don't like telling people what to do, but I I just but I'm going to. I would highly, 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 highly recommend that you do not. Um, if you enjoy your job and if you feel good on your own personal level with your levels of accomplishment and everything going on. With yourself, I would highly recommend against leaving it behind to make this guy feel better because his insecurity um, is valid. Of course, insecurity is a valid thing to to, to feel, um, but it's not your responsibility to make to to uh, stop achieving in your own life to make this guy feel um, less insecure. Please. So please don't, yeah. you know. Please make your decisions with that in mind. Um, Jess, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, no, I just wanted to say uh, I hope you keep doing your um, podcast because you get me through the work week all the time. Uh, so thank you, and it was nice talking to you. Hey, thank you very much, Jess. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Have your boyfriend uh, get a fucking job at Taco Bell, and that way he can recommend them to sponsor the podcast. Hey, if you're listening to this, anyone, and you know somebody at Taco Bell, let them know. I would, I would, I will, I will, like, somebody, let them know, let them know that if they want, I will interrupt somebody crying to me about the death of a family member on this podcast to do an ad for a Doritos Locos Tacos. That's, that's how far I'm willing to go for them. So I'm just throwing that out there. Oh. Hello. Hi. Wow. Holy crap. How's it going, Gek? Hi. What is your name? My name is Jess. Jess. Not Jess. Jess. Um, you said my name is Jess, not Jess. Oh, did you mean Jeff? No, my name is Jess, not Jess. 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 <laughs> Jess. What's up, Jess? How's it going? How's life? 
places remains interesting. Um, well, so, um, wow. Okay, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> my um, my partner called you around Thanksgiving ish. Um, while we weren't together at that moment, his name was Matt, and he was living with his. Uh, well, he still is living with his great aunt, and he's just been dealing with a lot. And wait, um, is it is was was he the guy who he was living with his great aunt and taking care of her, and was yeah. kind of having to having difficulties of like, oh, I don't know if um, you know, I I want to go live my own life, but I kind of can't because I have to take care of my aunt. Yeah, he's yeah, just, I remember he's him. A very lost individual. Um, and I I kind of wanted. Oh, I'm shaking, dude. Um, I wanted to thank you because, and I, I know he would too. And if he's listening to this, he's absolutely shitting his pants. Um, <laughs> but hey, maybe, maybe, but maybe his aunt can. Um, maybe that's a good opportunity for his aunt to pay him back. You know, she he can uh, she can uh, clean the shit out of his pants for once. Maybe so. That would be that would be appreciated. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what you said to him. Like, really got through to him. I don't think you get to hear this very often, but, like, he, when you said that, like, you just hope that every day he wakes up and this is the choice that he makes. Yeah. Um, he, that really, like, he's, he's really taken that to heart and he's actually really, like, stood up for himself and told, like, his family, like, I can't do this anymore. We need to have a new plan. We need to figure something out because I can't cool. do this. Very cool. So, Very good. 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 Yeah. Good. Good. Um, right, so wait. So 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 you you um you started dating. You did you meet him after I called? Uh, after we talked? No. So we at the time that he called, we um I guess weren't like speaking. It's really weird. We've been very on and off for the past. I mean, really, ever since I moved out. I I moved out of the house. Um, in August, and I've really been taking steps to build up like my life in a sense. Like, just I've never lived by myself like this, um, and it's, it's a really huge privilege to do so. So I'm really trying not to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've just been doing that, but it's been it's made me very. Um, less able to give him the like attention that he's needed or like meet his needs. So it's just been hard. Um, like there have like, and it's, it's not without good reason though, that like I really tried to get out of that house. Cause we really like being, we were cooped up together for three years. Um, essentially like because of COVID and, uh, we started being able to go out less and less together. So we're just on top of each other and getting on each other's nerves. And it's just been, it was tough. Um, well, I'm glad that, cause I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad that that guy has a girlfriend because, uh, he just sounded like his entire life was, was centered around, uh, taking care of his aunt and, and he wanted to, you know, get out there and, and start developing some form of a life for himself. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm it w- it was so surreal to hear his voice. I mean, he he called me on Thanksgiving and like told me about the phone call. And so when I got <laughs> to listen to him on the pod, like that was absolutely bananas. Um it's just so cool. And now That's very cool. Well, now um this is, this is doubly cool. <laughs> well, tell tell him I said uh I'm glad that Tell him I said. Tell him I said I'm glad he made a life change, and I'm sorry that it took the therapy gecko to do it. I, I'll let him know. I'll certainly let him know. Um, so yeah. Um, how are you doing? Um, I, I don't know if you saw my text, but I am looking for a lizard to haunt my dreams. Uh, would you like to apply? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of dreams to haunt. I might be too busy. Um. Well, uh, well, okay. Here, uh, first of all, well, okay. Thanks for updating me about your boyfriend. I always, I like a good update, yeah. and I'm. It actually does. It makes me feel uh, very happy that uh, a, some something I said on this stupid podcast caused a positive 
thing in the universe, so that's cool. Um, is there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about before we go, or or anything on 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 your brain aside from just this update? If not, it's totally fine. But I I thought I'd ask. Um, I you know I not not that really that I can think of, but I you know I'm just I'm out here having a good time, and I yeah. Just wanted to say hi to you. Thank you to you. Um, and yeah. Well, um, thank you, Jess. Uh, I hope that uh, I got to stop starting sentences without knowing what the fuck I'm going to say at the end of them. Oh, that's so real. That's me all like very often. <laughs> I, I just kind of see where it goes and hope for the best. <laughs> But I got. But I guess that one, like, I could, I, I start. Okay, so I started that. I said, I hope that, and then it's like, well, all I got to do is say something nice. You know, I'm not going to say I hope that your children die. I just got to say something good. So it shouldn't. Have, it should have been easier than than it was. It was hard for some reason. So um, let's do this. I hope you have a good rest of the day. That was easy. Thank you. You too. Have a good one, Jess. You too. Have a good stream. Bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.